0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Maybe a they They're coming out of these six and seven. Top the block, it's the ninth. Oh, wow
2: here we go round 17 of the supercoach 365 podcast ryan and tommy back to talk the four games we've got coming up this week of course uh, a truncated round thanks to origin 3 the decider we look forward to that but tommy as i welcome you in down the line tonight somewhat fitting that as we go to air in round 17 that you are ranked 365th overall
1: yeah, good day, Ryan. Pretty good. Uh, promoter's dream for us to be 365th, or myself anyway. Um, yeah, highest I've been all year as well, so I'm really happy about that. And we're heading into probably the most, or one of the most important rounds of the year this weekend.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, 365, nothing to sneeze at. You'd love to be ranked number one. Uh, there are some uh, big scores going around, and hopefully you can match those this weekend. Uh, The final eight or nine rounds, whatever we've got left, uh, heading into the run home. Of course, big show tonight, as we say. Only the four games this weekend, but plenty to chat. We'll talk this weekend's footy. Our trades this week, and I guess the all-important question, how many players should you have in round 17? We'll uh, talk that and so much more of our listeners' questions as well. But, Tommy, let's get straight into this. Round 16, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We do it every week, but uh, kicking us off tonight. I'm going to kick us off. Good for me. Uh, Green arrows last week, moving up into the top 4% overall, Uh, still 14 trades remaining and three boosts as well. So I've stockpiled those uh, with the back end of the year in mind, and uh, hopefully it's going to pay dividends come those final two or three weeks.
1: Yeah, well, I have to say, if in your case, like what you've maybe lacked in points, you've still got in trades and boosts. Like I think it's going to hold you in good stead for the rest of the year coming. Uh, my good, I had a, a lot of, it sounds up myself, but it was a really good weekend, top 2%, probably one of the best I've had all year. Uh, probably the best part was maybe getting Sean Lane in. He got only got 72 or so, but just getting someone like that in to do a job, and he did a job, and then he'll be uh, there this week again.
2: Yeah, real pod play. I don't know his ownership. You might know it better than I do, but um, I'm sure that uh, he will be a popular pickup this week as well. Of course, the Eels playing the Tigers, and uh, like you say there, he scored 70-odd points, and he's been doing it consistently for the Eels uh, to this point of the season. For me, though, the bad, and I'm still talking second rowers. While well, we're on the topic, Satili Tupanua. I think he's been my bad more times this year than I care to imagine, but he got shifted into the centers pregame against the Panthers. Uh, I couldn't really do too much about it. Didn't have too many other non-playing reserves that I'd prefer to put in ahead of Satili. I think he got something like less than 20 points once again. So not the first time he's done that to, to me this year, but hoping for a bounce back uh, or maybe his time's up. i am still got to decide.
1: Yeah, usual suspect for you. I feel like you are kind of bad-mouthing him every week and I'm surprised you still have him. But I guess you might have had other priorities to, to deal with uh my bad, probably Isaiah Papley. I think a lot of people would have been in the same boat. Only 38 the other day. I almost put the captaincy on him uh, once Cleary got around 80 or so. I thought I might just play it safe with Papali, Papa but, geez, I'm glad I didn't.
2: Yeah, plenty of rain around, of course. Nico Hines, he loves the wet conditions, that wet hair. He scored a 96, I think it was, or a 98 after recounts. So uh, he's flying, Nico. So too, the Sharks, that good win against the Bulldogs. Uh, let's talk some ugly, though. For me... It has to be watching Ryan Pappenhausen score 135 points last week. And we said ahead of round 15, we have to rush to Ryan Pappenhausen. It was almost drop tools to get him in. Uh, We didn't because he got COVID that pushed his recovery or his uh, return to play back another week. And sitting there with seven minutes or eight minutes to go, you're probably happy you didn't have Ryan Pappenhausen. But how quickly that all changed.
1: I don't know if anyone, like a Tom Sangster or something, keeps these sort of stats, but has anyone ever scored more points in an eight-minute period? Like Pappenhausen, I think he was on about 30 yeah. on the 72nd minute. He ended on 135 or so. Like that's just unheard of, isn't it?
2: It's uh, Tom Travojevic of 2021-esque, um, what he produced. And only two tries. I say only two because i so used to seeing Tommy Turbo last year scoring uh, two and three tries, but yeah, I think what we saw from Ryan Pappenhausen uh, upon his return is going to make him a very popular pickup this week. Uh, play without Paps at your peril, I'll say. Uh, that was my ugly. What about you?
1: Yeah, Paps looks almost a must. Uh, ugly for me would be Campbell Graham's injury. Uh, we saw it on the night when it happened sort of thing. His cheekbone instantly looked quite swollen or eye socket, something on his face. He definitely didn't look right. He came back, which was a very surprising thing, I think, I think everyone expected him not to come back. So that was good. But then he's going to be out for, they're saying, probably three to four weeks. So I think a lot of people, including myself, had him in purely for this round, being the bye round when South was playing. So it's uh, pretty annoying.
2: Yep, he's been good to this point And uh, obviously, a base stat, uh, beast in that center wing slot, you're going to miss him. Um, of course, though, with the ugly comes a bit of good in that Isaiah Tassi spot, somewhat uh, assured for the rest of the season, or at least the next month. Uh, with uh, Campbell Graham's injury in mind. Of course, uh, that was our scores. I think I got about 1,200 in the end, Tommy, uh, maybe a little bit more because you captain the Nico Hines over Nathan Cleary, and that's what it came down to in the end.
1: Yeah, Nico was uh, kind of similar to P- Pappenhausen in a way, not as dynamic, but he got so many points laid on in that game. He really started to come into his own, a lot of forced dropouts. And yeah, like you say, he plays well in the wet, doesn't he?
2: He does. Uh, let's recap all of those scores from the NRL from last week. We'll run through these quite quickly. Of course, we speak of Ryan Pappenhausen there. He and the Melbourne Storm, I guess, lessen that deficit to just six points at full time. It looked uh, like a convincing win to Manly at one point. 36 points to 30 in the end. The Knights, 38 points to 12 victors over the Titans. Edric Lee, uh, what price you would have got about Edric Lee to top score the Supercoach round last week? I think he churned out about 170. The Titans, they're in all sorts, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I don't know if we really had them that high this year, but I didn't have them last, that's for sure. And yeah, you five tries. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the Panthers beat the Roosters. Very controversial game there, 26-18. The Sharks, as we just mentioned with Nico Hines, got over the Bulldogs, 18-6 in an absolute swamp. And then probably the game of the round, I think, anyway. Cowboys-Broncos. Cowboys getting the job done there, 40 points to 26.
2: Yep, yeah, uh, wrong graphic on your screen. Uh, forgive you if you're watching on YouTube there. It says the Eels, rather the Cowboys, 40-26. to 26. Uh, they just continue to impress uh, the Cowboys. I think Todd Payton won't be happy about the 26 points conceded, though. Uh, of course, the Rabbitohs' su- surprise win of sorts over the Eels. I thought the Eels would get that uh, done, but Latrell Mitchell, the Latrell factor, was a real force against the Eels. And again, like Pappenhausen, Latrell's going to be a popular trade in target this weekend.
1: He is. Uh, bolt from the blue in a way, and blue being the operative word, we all probably thought he was going to be in the blues, but now... He is, uh, I guess, pledged allegiance to South. He's not going to play Game 3, so he definitely becomes a major factor. Uh, on Sunday, we saw the Warriors have their first home game in three years. to beat the Tigers 22 points to 2. And the Raiders narrowly went down to the Dragons in the wet 12 points to 10.
2: And recapping as well as that, our scores in our overall group. We've got a new leader, Tommy. Uh, Let's Go Brandon has taken over from Troy and the Roosters Pack here of course I'm speaking of our listeners overall group you can find that the code 576 now to be fair I haven't seen Rob uh, coach of Let's Go Brandon the whole year so maybe he's just scouting around and, and trying to pick up a bit of cash on uh, cash late on in the season uh, Robbie He's doing a good job of it, though. Ranked third overall, Troy uh, Roosters Pack. Fourth overall, of course. uh, Top two will take home $500, courtesy of Top Tippers. uh, Second, rather, will take home an NRL jersey of their choice. And I dare say, uh, Troy, coach of the Roosters Pack, he'll have his eyes on one of those Tri-Colors shirts come the back end of the year at the very worst.
1: Absolutely. And it's great to see, as we say every week, members of our group, I guess, being so highly ranked third and fourth. So that's just an awesome effort.
2: Shout out as well to Brandon Savage, of uh, coach of the Savage Turbos, of course, uh, uh, does the Supercoach Experience podcast. I think he's coming about 13th in our group, but uh, close enough to the top 100 overall. So no mean feat after 17 weeks or heading into week 17. Of course, that's where we kick off on Thursday night, the Sharks and the Storm. This one at uh, Shark Park, as it is. Uh, of course, the Sharks without Sifatallakai, who is in that uh, origin squad for Game 3. Nico Hines, though, I guess the surprise inclusions of sorts here for the Sharks. We thought he'd be the 18th man for the Blues, but relegated to Jersey 19 and Jack Whiten uh, will play that, uh, I guess, emergency role for Brad Fitless, should they need it on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it was purely uh, Freddie would prefer Whiten to be 18th man, or if maybe... They realize, you know, the Raiders aren't playing. The Sharks are. Maybe we just let Nick go play for his club. I don't know. Uh, It's definitely worked in the favor of super coaches. But at the same time, I think everyone owns him by this point anyway. So it probably doesn't matter that much.
2: You spoke of the ugly with uh, Campbell Graham to kick us off. Somewhat ugly Sifatallakai holders. They've persisted and they've held out waiting for this week where he'd turn up uh, in a buy-affected week and he's not going to be there. Questions again. Connor Tracy, if he has a good game, can he maybe shift Sifatallakai to a bench or a utility-type role? Because I, I rate Connor as a outside back.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that chat at all. I have another mate who's a Sharks fan. He was saying the same thing today. He's thinking, you know, if Connor plays really well on the weekend, which he always does when he gets a start for the Sharks, we could see Talakai maybe back to the second row. But yeah, you're right. It's been a very frustrating hold ever since his big scoring at the start of the year. He hasn't reached the same heights, and now he's not really playing the round we all wanted him to
2: for the Storm, Dean Iremire looks to line up on that left wing. Nick Meaney, we thought he'd be in the 5'8th role last week, but the late shit saw him on that wing. He scored a try as well. He's averaging 60 points per game this year, uh, doing so quietly down there at the Storm, just uh, performing, uh, flying under the radar. Nick Karima drops to 18th man. He had a couple of bad misses in defense, so no surprises there. Brandon Smith, another popular name uh, in terms of trade-in targets perhaps this week. He's at a cut price, and with Harry Grant on origin duty, Smith could uh, play some large minutes, and Josh King as well, he gets a start. So uh, all eyes on the Storm Forward pack, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think this game will have a lot of, I guess, super-catch interest this week, probably the most of all the four games. Just on Brandon Smith, um, obviously playing hooker this week. Once Harry Grant comes back, do we think he can go back to starting at lock or do we see him back off the bench? Because that's a very important factor, I think.
2: And super coaches are going to have to answer that question as well or at least react to the answer to that question. Of course, Josh King, such a uh, tradesman-like performer he's been for so many teams this year. Brandon Smith, he just hasn't been himself or at least not the 2021 version, which we came to love last year. Uh, Did score a try last week. So somewhat of a flashback to his efforts uh, from last season. You mentioned it's going to be a popular game here for super coaches in no small part due to the fact that if you are trading in Paps, which I expect many to do, Nico Hines is playing his second most known player in the game. Is it worth trading in Paps this week considering that, I don't know, it's going to be a pod play if you have him as a vice-captain or a captain. Of course, you can't captain and vice-captain Nico Hines and Ryan Pappenhausen in the same game. So just something extra to consider for coaches bringing in Pappenhausen this week.
1: Yeah, no, exactly right. I think... You're right, you know, if you're bringing him in, you probably feel compelled at his price and he, he's ceiling to throw a captaincy on him or a vice-captaincy on him, but you're going to have to choose either him or Hines because, like you say, you can't do both. Uh, so, yeah, tricky one there, and that will probably, I guess, determine a lot of people's scores this week.
2: Just a sign of how close this game is expected to be, uh, topsport.com.au, head-to-head $1.91 at both of them, so pick, uh, take your pick there, over under 37.5, so pretty standard in terms of the points uh, scored or expected to be scored there, dollar ninety that way. Uh, anytime try-scorers, you'd be a brave man to uh, pick in this game, but I mean, we say it every week, Ronaldo and Katoa of the Sharks, they're just about good things most weeks, and of course... Uh, That other man we speak of there, Ryan Pappenhausen, he'd probably be the favoured wave for the Storm. In fact, those three are the top three in the market. Uh, You're getting about $2 for each of them.
1: Yeah, $2.26 for Pappenhausen for me looks the go. Anytime they make a break, you know, he's always going to be there in support. So he's a great chance to score. Just quickly on uh, the Storm still, Green Anderson, I picked him up last week and he obviously made some money. But, you know, the way he played the other night, I was. Pretty happy to see his name in the team sheet this week because I thought it might not be there.
2: Yeah, it was, um, I think, Tim Williams of uh, Beers and Break Evens fame over there at uh, Bloke Studios and, of course, the, the Supercoach playbook. He tweeted uh, Thursday afternoon, I think it was, uh, in the lead up to the game. He says, barring a Barry Crocker, a shocker, Green Anderson's job security is he's pretty much locked on for the next four or five weeks. He had a Barry Crocker. Um, defensively was poor, and like you say, there it was probably a little bit of a surprise—a good surprise, in fact—to see him named uh, this weekend. Uh, anything else here, Tommy? Of course, uh, Anderson. His break-even's quite high, though; it's around mid-thirties. So this could be the last week and We didn't get the the cash flow that we were probably hoping for.
1: Yeah, it could be a short and sharp uh, purchase. I mean, if he's just sitting there and you don't need that slot, maybe you just keep him there for the rest of the year. But yeah, he's not a keeper that you're going to want to play most weeks, that's for sure. He's not going to make much money
2: either. The concern comes if he hangs around. Of course, I think news at uh, Remus Smith, his season is done. He's re injured his pec. Xavier Coates still out for a while as well. From this point onwards in the season, coaches are going to want to start nothing. And by that, I mean cashing out these guys who've made coin to players not playing to reduce the risk of that auto-emergency nightmare Suddenly, Anderson, who looked a good buy, could be the complete opposite. So uh, that's probably the takeaway from that game. We'll have to uh, wait on with bated breath how he performs. And if he comes out and scores well this week, well, then that all starts again. Uh, That one there, the only game on Thursday leading into uh, the only game on Friday, the Knights and the Rabbitohs. All eyes here on the return of Jaden Braley, of course. A good news story for the Knights. They haven't had many uh, good news stories this year. Bradman Best is back as well. Uh, and for the Rabbitohs, of course, we've already mentioned Campbell Graham and out, uh, Latrell Mitchell looking to back up his flying performance first up against the Eels.
1: Yeah, how good to see. Uh, the Knights first, though. I think last week, although they only beat the Titans, they definitely showed some more signs of life and their attack actually pretty good. And I think that was pretty uh, good to see for super coaches considering that, you know, them playing the bye makes a few of their players viable options now.
2: Yeah, of course, um, and they've got some, some names out as well. But uh, for Souths, of course, we mentioned Luttrell, but uh, again, we've uh, already spoken of Isaiah Tass and what that means for him going forward. Oh, I think he looked quite good the other day against the Eels. Uh, really challenged Will Pinasini, who himself has been a surprise packet this year. Um, but again, looking around the Rabbitohs, uh, I guess we speak of uglies. What about Trent Peoples, not named this week? Um, Someone that we would have been hoping to see if you brought him in a couple of weeks ago. He's he's not there for round 17.
1: No, pretty brutal. Uh, Two games he played, so he didn't even get the price rise for the owners also. So pretty brutal. But there, uh, I do agree with you on Tass. Um, His break even's only 12, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 12. So he's going to make more cash this week. He's obviously playing left center for South, which we know historically is a great spot to be in. And with Campbell Graham out for, you know, a month, he might be able to lock that down for the rest of the year. So, yeah, really hard to knock anyone who buys TAS this week for sure.
2: Campbell Graham out for a month, like you say there. Question being now to owners, and you were one of them, is he a sell and at the same time is Latrell Mitchell a buy? Because, I mean, what we've seen just from last week alone, it's going to be hard to sit back and watch Latrell. He might be a tough watch if you don't hold him.
1: Yeah, I think he, he will be. Um, and the price for me, six hundred and ten thousand. I, I didn't know his price before this podcast. I just had a look for research purposes. I do a lot of research for this podcast, and <laughs> I really thought he was going to be a lot more than six. Yeah, expensive. A lot more than six hundred and ten thousand. So I think that's quite cheap for a player of his ability and his ceiling and his goal kicking. He's yeah. He's 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 going to be a pretty good buy. I think.
2: Now, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the Knights and obviously looking at this fixture and the run home, we tried to pinpoint a couple of players or at least the player who we thought from the Knights who we could look to trade in for this week. I think we both landed on David Clemmer. Now, I've pulled out this stat. Talk about research. This is uh, right up there with the best. David Clemmer, just a, a word of warning here before trading in Klemmer this week. David Clemmer is five points per game worse off when Kurt Mann is in the team so, of course, you read his 64 season average. You think, hey, that's not bad for a front rower. Suddenly, that's 59 points per game when man is in the team. So there's a few factors there. You know, minutes played, and he got a sin bin last week as well. I know that hurts him, but all in all, you've got to consider when Kurt Mann is in the team at 13, it may affect David Clemmer. Yeah,
1: I guess. I never would have thought of that. Do you think it's a causation or correlation thing? Because I don't know if – would Kurt Mann's presence really impact how Clemmer plays? I, I don't know.
2: I don't know, maybe less touches of the ball, less chances to offload, I'm not sure. But just something to consider if you are bringing in Big Clem this week. Of course, speaking of uh, origin stories, he could have been a chance to make a a return to the Blues fold. Uh, But not to be the case, they've gone with Jordan McLean. So I guess thoughts on that initially and uh, what's doing with uh, David Clemmer's representative chances going forward.
1: Well, everyone seems to say, it's obviously just rumours and innuendo, but everyone seems to say that Clemmer and Freddie are off each other. And... It's hard to argue when you see that he's picking Jordan McLean ahead of him. Like, I know McLean's not a bad player by any means, but Clem has been really good this year. He's played for the Blues before. It seems surprising that he's not even in the conversation. But uh, what is New South Wales loss is uh, Newcastle's and Supercoach's gain.
2: Uh, we might leave that game there, of course. If you are having a play, topsport.com.au. $2.45 the Knights at home. They're getting five and a half start as well. Uh, the Rabbitohs $1.55 head-to-head. So um, not a bad price there for the Rabbitohs, but can they do it back-to-back weeks? That's the question. They they haven't been a model of consistency so far this year.
1: No, they haven't, but I feel like if they do click, I'd almost like to take the minus five and a half because if they do win, there's a good chance they could put another score on. Uh,
2: We wait in that one, of course. Friday night, 7.55 p.m. kickoff, McDonald Jones Stadium. The venue there, uh, that leads us into Sunday night footy. No afternoon games on uh, Saturday, of course. Uh, this one, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Leichhardt Oval, the venue. Uh, $4, the West Tigers head-to-head. The Eels, a dollar twenty five, And that's probably about bang on, given what we've seen from the Tigers, particularly last week. They would have been disappointed by uh, that performance uh, against the Warriors.
1: Yeah, I did think the Warriors were up for it and the Warriors played okay. But yeah, the Tigers didn't offer much, uh, didn't really look like scoring that whole game. To be honest, they only had that penalty goal after the siren in the first half. So pretty sad day for them. Uh, back at home at Leichhardt, I don't really know if they seem to lift at Leichhardt these days anyway, but yeah. I think Parramatta will really be desperate to get back in the winning circle.
2: They were poor, weren't they, the Eels? And I guess that's the question which leads me here. Of course, I will talk a bit of team news first. Uh, James Tarmow's back for the Tigers, uh, if that matters. Um, Fenua Pohl, I guess, is a name which is going to be uh, an interesting one to keep an eye on this week. Uh, I think he scored about 44 points off the bench last week. He's $175,000, so uh, bargain basement price there. I think he could be a popular trade-in this week. Now, we say this on Tuesday night not knowing of, uh, of course, the run into Thursday night lockout. But I think Fenua Pohl, at the price, given some downgrading options that will happen this time of year, he could be uh, a popular pick.
1: Yeah, look, he's not someone I've looked at at all, but stats don't lie, numbers don't lie. He's going to be cut price, he's going to make money. He's probably going to play the rest of the year given how poor the Tigers are going and how pretty well he played on debut, so I don't mind it. But there's another Tigers forward I know that you've done a lot of research on and I'll let you take the fall.
2: Yes, of course. Okay, now we get to this point in the year and you're trying to make up ground, you're trying to find ranks. Joe offahin now, you mentioned Sean Lane last week, Tommy, and I almost fell off the chair. And I you know, I would uh, allow you to, to fall off the chair in, in shock and surprise as I say this. But 87 points last week. Now, let me read you some numbers here. Now, let me just find it. I wrote this somewhere. Big Joe O, 5% owned, 58 tackles versus the Warriors last week. Now, uh, the next four games, the Tigers... They could be doing plenty of defense, I reckon. They have the Eels, of course, this week, then the Panthers, then the Cowboys, then the Broncos. If I had a pod alarm or a pod bell, I'd be ringing it right now because I think he's, and again, he's 5% owned, like we say, but he's true ownership, and his stats, of course, via Supercoach Playbook, Stats HQ. If you haven't checked out uh, Timmy Williams's Stats HQ, get on over to his website, check it out. Uh, he's he's 1% owned by the top 100, so he's one, one person owns him in the top 100. owned by the top 1,000, and 2% owned by the top 5,000. So he's just really not owned. Uh, For mine, his last three scores of 83, 55, and 87, and before that, an 88 and a 55 as well. Uh, Three-round average of 75, a five-round average of 73.6. Those numbers don't lie. Joe Ofahingawi, I think he could be uh, a real season keeper if he keeps up those minutes and, uh, of course, that base output. Yeah, no,
1: look, honestly, like you're saying, you know, I did not expect you to to say Joe Offer and this week at all, but his numbers, they're very good. Minutes-wise, has been impressive. I didn't know he played that big in minutes. And then the base as well speaks 74 base, that's as high as you'll ever see the other day against the Warriors. Uh, And what you said there, you know, the Tigers the next few weeks look to have some tough games. Tough games almost are good for forwards because yeah. it means they're going to have to do a lot more work and get a lot more base stats. So it almost works the opposite to, to the backs. So, yeah, I, I do like the shout.
2: $598,000. That's the only asking price. Oh, sorry, the only question, in the the query, the concern would be the asking price. That is bordering on you know, premium territory. It's more than Payne Haas. It's probably, I think it might even be more than Joe Tarpanay. It's definitely close to Isaiah Papaliti. It's getting up around... The price. Where if you are bringing him in this week, you're probably going to have to be settled for even a small reduction in price. Uh, but if he's churning out points, like you say, um, all things are possible there. For the Eels, speaking of Papali'i, he'll be there. Um, and again, a popular pickup and well owned, one of the more owned or most owned players this year. Uh, he'll uh, be in that back row, of course. Uh, in the front row, though, Marata near Kore, He's going to fill in at prop, of course, with Junior Barlow. On origin duty, Ryan Madison at locks. So uh, a couple of reinforcements there for the Eels.
1: Yeah, well, I just don't know what to expect from Para. Um They just keep putting in amazing performances and then put in really bad ones. Really hard to say. I think this game, though, would have a lot of supercoaches licking their lips um, just with, I guess, them playing the West Tigers. Players like Dylan Brown, Isaiah Papali'i. Maybe even someone like Clint Gutherson could be someone you could look at getting in. He scores fairly well, still averaging 60 this year, only costing about 500k. So, yeah, I think Parramatta players are popular this weekend.
2: Yeah, they will be, of course. Uh, I guess one of those names that was popular a few weeks ago, you and I flirted with the idea of going early upon his return, was Maker Sivo. He's been shocking. Um, Sorry if we tipped anyone into Maker upon his return. Just hasn't uh, looked anywhere near his best. Clint Gartherson, like you say there, he's always around the footy, always a chance of scoring a try. $2.32topsport.com.au, the third favoured way of the Parramatta players. Uh, Ken Marlow $2.70 anytime. Give me a little bit of that already. I uh, whenever the Tigers score, he's usually the one. So, about three dollars uh, for Kenny to score a try, he's, he's probably the one I'd be looking at.
1: Backing a Tigers player score any time—that's a—that's a tough ask, mate. I don't care who they're playing or if they're at home or what it is. But um, no, nah, no, no real bet here for me. Maybe, uh, maybe the overs. Maybe it'll just be a points first on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, and of course, watch the rain around Sydney as well. There's been plenty of it. Um, this week in Leichhardt Oval, it, uh, it floods when someone leaves the tap-on uh, in the showers. So um, the amount of rain we've had, it could be an absolute uh, a bog uh, there on Saturday nights. Uh, lead that game there, of course, Joe Hingawi I'm looking at him. I'm not sold entirely, but I'm, I'm definitely looking at uh, Big Joe there of the Tigers. Last game of the week, Sunday afternoon footy. Good to see Sunday Arvo footy at Suncorp. The Broncos and the Dragons. Uh, The Broncos, of course, coming off a bad loss in terms of the defence and Adam Reynolds looked uh, in all sorts, doesn't look like the player he did before his injury. The Dragons, though, they head up to Suncorp, of course, without Ben Hunt. Uh, It's going to be a big ask to do it without their captain.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, if you watch them play against the Raiders the other day, he was the best player on the field by Country Mile, you know, people were laughing that he was top of the LAMs. Well, he showed the other day how good he is. And he just controlled that game and got them to victory. So really good. Uh, on the other side of the coin, like you say there, Adam Reynolds, he had a shocker the other night and I don't know, I guess half the rugby league community probably thinks South's made their right call now maybe.
2: Yeah, uh, quickly uh, everyone was to you know, jump down South's throat saying they should have kept him, but again, just struggling to string back-to-back-to-back games together. That was always the worry with the ageing. Adam Reynolds, uh, team news though here, Tessie New is uh, back at fullback. Uh, he takes over from Tamari Martin, who I think's done a rib, so he could be out for some time. Jordan Pereira on the wing for, uh, who would it be, Cobo in the Origin team. Uh, Palacier is back there as well with Ryan James. So uh, those guys will fill in up front, of course, because Payne Haas, he's not playing Origin. He's out injured. Uh, probably looking at another two to three weeks off Payne Haas. So the question there being 40% his ownership inside, uh, well, that is his 40%, but his true ownership is uh, 30% owned by the top 100, 35% owned by the top 1,000, 40% owned by the top 5,000. So if you're around the ranks, do you keep or do you sell Payne Haas and you just say, that's enough for mine?
1: I think you've got to get rid of him personally. Uh, I think there's too many other good options in his slot. You've got Isaiah Poppoli, Joe Tarpane, even someone like Dave Clemmer or Joe offen are scoring pretty well. Probably just too much money to have sitting there. Well, not too much money, but he's just a a slot you could have someone really good in. Uh, So I would be getting rid of him. Tessie knew. How long do we say that Tamari Martin is going to be out for? Did you?
2: I think it's at least a month. Could be longer. Okay.
1: Well, so... Will Tessie New hold that spot when Cobo comes back, or do you reckon I'll throw Cobo back there?
2: Yeah, I mean, they've got options, don't they? Um, I had thought Cobo was pretty good at fullback the other day. got involved, and in, although the game was out of reach, he still found a way to score a try. So, um, no, it's definitely one to keep an eye on, and that um, could make Cobo an even better prospect for the run home. The Broncos run beyond this week not horrible as well, so keep an eye on that. Uh, they are expected to get the win, though, here, the Bronx, $1.75, topsport.com.au. The Dragons, 2 dollars and eight outsiders. the line, just one and a half. So expecting a close game here. Uh, anything else here, though? I think some of those pod plays we spoke of, Ravalara and Lomax, for the Dragons weeks back, they just haven't kicked on. So they get another chance against the Broncos uh, without a couple of troops.
1: Yeah, but honestly, they only... Hot, I'd look at for the drags maybe Moses Moses Sully. He's doing a good job lately. Um, yeah. probably another player I didn't expect to talk about this year, but he's playing really well. He's probably playing better than Lomax, so maybe him. Uh, just quickly on the Broncos again, if you're looking for a player, I guess at a rock bottom price, who's playing Zach Hosking is on debut. Whoever that is, so that could be someone you could save some money with. And also, just worth mentioning, I think Reese Walsh is going back to the Broncos. NRL Three Sixty reported tonight.
2: Yeah, massive news. Uh, Dolphins fans like myself would be shattered that he won't be there uh, in 2023 Um, and beyond because he has real marketability and, of course, some footy talent to go with it. Tommy, let's leave it there for this week. In terms of our previews, we're going to go to a quick break. On the other side, we're going to chat some captains. Of course, our team updates, our trading places, and plenty of questions to get through this week as well. Uh, The Instagram followers, they've flooded the DMs this afternoon. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, Supercoach365 Podcast, proudly brought to you again this season, this year, by topsport.com.au. Massive shout-out to Tristan and the team. They do a wonderful job. If you aren't a customer, you can sign up using the link in our Instagram bio. Click that, of course. Sign up. Uh, takes only a couple of minutes, uh, and the guys will look after you, I'm sure. Um, Do so responsibly if you are having a bet, Tommy, which uh, I know you like. Let's look at State of Origin Game 3. Uh, very quickly before we do talk captains, New South Wales favourites. I was shocked when we spoke about this uh, last week. Uh, they've actually come in a dollar sixty-five Queensland on the drift, two dollars and twenty-five at SunCorp. So uh, again, I, I still can't believe that uh, Queensland aren't at least a dollar ninety.
1: Yeah, well, you've been to SunCorp. I've never been up there, but everyone speaks about how much of a cauldron it is and how hard it is to play there. But so that is obviously a factor that maybe I'm not taking consideration enough but I really like the Blues I just think they were way too good in game two and I just don't see the Maroons being able to to flip it in two and a half weeks
2: what about the Premiership market Penrith again they're firmed in $2.20 Storm here they're pretty much the only ones yeah in fact the only other team under double figures $3.60 the Storm so uh, if you like that way of playing, uh, you think the Storm can at least make the grand final. You're getting a dollar ninety about them just to be there on grand final day. That's probably the way that I'd go. But uh, the Panthers at two dollars twenty, it's short. But given what we've seen, they're going to be very, very hard to beat again.
1: Yeah, if you had to bet, I'd probably still say Penrith is the play there. I'm not sure the Storm or the Storm of old this year. I just think even though. Like, they're letting in 36 points every now and then. That doesn't happen yeah, under Bellamy. He's looked pretty angry at them a few times this season. So I'm not sure if they're at their best. I think the Eels, I, I know they're a very hard team to follow. But $12 is maybe a bit harsh because they have proven that they can beat both Penrith and Melbourne away this year. So, yeah. you know, on their day, they're the third best
2: team in this comp. Uh, a couple of others here. Top point scorer, you're getting a good price about Valentine Holmes. The current leader, $3.50. Ryan Pappenhausen, the favoured way there, at $2.30. Nathan Cleary, a long way back at $7.00, so check that one out as well. And top try scorer, it's always a good market this time of year. You can sort of weigh up who's got what uh, in terms of games upcoming versus uh, where they sit on the rankings. $2.47, Alex Johnson, the favourite, but Taylor May for mine, $4.70. I think maybe one or two back, but Panthers, probably an easier Run than what Souths have uh, coming up, of course we know that because we've looked at that in terms of their Super Coach fixtures: Johnston, Campbell, Graham, Latrell, uh, Cody Walker. Of course, so tough run for Souths, but Alex Johnston's still the favourite.
1: Yeah, it's a tough run, but they just go left, don't they? And Latrell in the team just makes Johnston so much better. So yep. yeah, I reckon Johnston might be able to hold on.
2: All of those markets, topsport.com.au. Like we say, if you are having a play, please do so responsibly. Tommy, let's talk captains for round 17, of course. Limited options given um, the limited games. And, of course, we've already spoke about the difficult question to answer on Thursday night. Nico Hines, Ryan Pappenhausen, in terms of a vice-captain or a captain even off the bat, where would you go?
1: Yeah, very hard and it'll shape your week, whatever decision you make. I think I'll go Papps. I really do. Uh, just the other night, he only played well for 10 minutes and he got 130. Um, Heinz yeah. obviously has a great ceiling too, but, you know, Papenhausen is he's capable of ridiculous scores in Supercoach.
2: So that maybe gives away a bit of a spoiler there in terms of our trading places, of course, because you didn't have Paps last week, but uh, we won't skip too far ahead. Okay, so you've answered the question, Pappenhausen over Hines. That's going to be uh, something that a lot of coaches are going to have to answer very, very soon. Latrell Mitchell, any interest in Latrell Mitchell as a captain play if you are bringing him in this week? Because like you say, the goal kicking up against Newcastle uh, could see some points, uh, both for South and for Latrell.
1: Yeah, it would uh, definitely be... A thought, but then again, if you did have him and you had Paps, it's probably another thing where you can't actually do it because they're both fullbacks. Yeah. So you've got to think about things like that. Um, I suppose just on the topic of vice captaining, do you think you use your vice captain on Thursday night or are you just straight captain someone?
2: I mean, probably good segue into the next game. The only other player that I'd look at captaining would be Isaiah Papaliti, potentially. Um, so maybe i will just go the vice again if it's Paps or if it's Hines. Uh, I don't own Latrell. I won't own Latrell this week. So it's probably one of those two. Flip of a coin for mine and then captain Papali'i and then loop if need be. But um, what's a good score to loop this week, Tommy? You probably take less, uh, more conservative, rain around like we say. Um, probably just happy to lock in an 80 this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so. And just for those who still probably working out the loophole, this week will be a lot easier to loophole with a lot of players not playing. So you can easily just... Uh, Chuck on the uh, on captaincy to one of those and you'll get your vice score and you won't uh, lose any scores either because unless you have 17 players, which I doubt many do.
2: Now, of course, some other names, I guess, if you're playing Parramatta, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, maybe over at Gutherson even. Uh, Moses with the goal kicking and uh, always in the mix in terms of tries as well. Looking at that last game, I, I really couldn't throw up anyone's name for a captain option. Um in that Broncos-Dragons game. So that's where we'll leave that. Of course, you can check out our captain's call on our Instagram. We do it every week, uh, Wednesday sometime, about 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Every week at SuperCoach 365 we'll give all of our thoughts on the best captaincy options leading or heading into uh, the new week. Tommy, let's talk our team updates. I want you to kick us off here because this is a bumper update. You've used the boost.
1: Yeah, uh, probably the biggest trading week I've ever done. Uh since playing super coach for the last few years. So massive. Uh the boost has been used, as you say, four trades this week. Uh Ryan Pappenhausen has to come in as I alluded to a minute ago. he should be my vice captain or captain. Dylan Edwards has done a great job, but uh his time has come. And because Paps is just such a good player. It's no knock on Dylan Edwards. Uh, the next one was a surprise trade for me, but it's happened. Latrell's in. I was so taken by his game the other night against the Eels. I, I just want to have him for the rest of the year. Yep. Him and Paps will be my fullbacks, hope for the rest of the season. Uh, Blake Taff is out. and He's the opposite Dylan Edwards. He's done nothing for me, unfortunately, Blake Taff. Caraz uh, is out as well. He's made a lot of good money. i go to Isaiah Tass, who should make some money as well in that left-centre role. And also, uh, uh, Campbell Graham had to get rid of him due to the injury injury. In comes Tyson Frizzell. I'm not expecting the world from Frizzell, but he's pretty cheap. He'll do a job and he plays this week, so ticks and boxes. Uh, Obviously, only seven trades remaining now, so that's a big issue, and only $3,000.
2: So what's your plans beyond this week? Is it consolidating and only playing if injuries strike? or I mean, how are you going to run seven trades left? It could get a bit tricky, particularly around 23, 24, 25.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely a risk because um, I'm really throwing the kitchen at this week, as we say. So I think in my mind I've got about 21 to 22 players that will probably play most weeks, and I'll just take my pick from them. And, you know, as long as there's not too many injuries, that should be enough with the seven trades. And there's also not a lot of players out there that I can think of that I really need to have, maybe Munster, yep. and I could use one of the trades for him. But like other than that, I'm pretty happy with my team.
2: Pretty rock solid there at 365th overall. Um, You don't need to change too much. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. For me, though, just one trade this week. Again, I'm just playing this long game. I'm really hoping that come around 24, 25, that there is carnage and resting and all of that. Uh, Karaz out for mine uh, to Ryan Pappenhausen. So just uh, one trade for me. 12 trades remaining uh, after that trade. Three boosts as well, remaining salary of $151,400. So... Look, I mean, I flirted with Joe Offahengawi, and there's some other names there that you could get in. Finua Pole of the Tigers, we've already spoken about, uh, but I already own Tas, so no need to to bring in the South's uh, centre wing option there. Just one trade. I mean, I may make a couple more, but that's where my head and my heart are at currently. I, I just have to stick to my plan to to stay solid, save the boost, save these trades until the the last couple of weeks.
1: So three boosts remaining. Um, I guess you really are focusing on those last few rounds um do you do you have like a, a rank you want to be it, to be within touching distance of the top of thousand i guess and then just go hard the last two weeks is that the plan
2: oh i mean i'd love to say i'm already in the top of thousand by the last week but realistically no i'm i mean last last year i was said a couple of times on the podcast this year i think i was ranked 550th overall heading into the last week and just carnage and resting and injuries and players pulling out last minute and COVID obviously was a concern as well. Um, I think I had nine players of my available 20 available in that last week. So it just shows you that you know 11 players can suddenly drop. I'm, I'm sort of hoping that that's the case this year and I'm on the other side to that. In terms of when I'm going to use my boost, probably looking at next week, um, getting Munster back in if he's fit. There's some other names as well. Not going to talk about him yet in terms of trade targets, but look at the best teams and who's scoring well in the best teams. Uh, Low-owned players as well. Um, but Munster's obviously one I want to bring back, like you say there. And then again, there's probably luxury trades sideways. Satili Tupanua, maybe to a Joe Offa-Hingawi, all, all these types. But weighing it up, I'm happy just to use the one trade this week because that's where I think I'm going to make up ground late.
1: Yeah, well, that's where your, I guess, advantage is at the moment. I don't think many other teams would have this many trades and this many boosts that you have. So if you can use them wisely over the next, you know, six to eight weeks, you should come home with a wet sail.
2: That's the plan. Okay, let's get into our, uh, before we get into our listeners' questions, of course, we'll finalize all of our teams 7 p.m. Thursday at Supercoach365. We put it up on Twitter, Facebook as well. Um, that's where you'll get our final teams. We do add a little asterisk as well there if we made any moves after the podcast. So if you've listened on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and suddenly our teams look a little bit different on a Thursday, um, we are human. We do make changes late. Tommy, let's do some of these questions here. Listener Q&As. We'll fire them off. Rapid fire podcast tonight. Riley Milton 4 says, Can Pappenhausen wait a week or is it a must-have? Uh, he already has Guth- Gutherson rather, as a number. At fullback this week. So, are we diving into Ryan Pappenhausen? I think you and I both say yes. Yeah,
1: I think you have to. Um, he's, he's the best player playing this weekend, and there's the numbers are at a premium. I think you need someone like Paps.
2: We did a post the other day, was sort of shocked by Ryan Pappenhausen's return. So, he came back from injury for his first game in 53 days away from home at Fortress Brookie. Uh, With a break-even of 142, correction, that was probably around 118, he actually made money. So it just shows you uh, what a threat Ryan Pappenhausen is. you would be very brave to play the final eight or so weeks without Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, Cameron underscore Barter says, is drink water to Latrell sideways?
1: I don't know. I probably think Latrell is slightly better, but I know you're a big drink water fan, sir, so what do you think?
2: No, I agree. I don't think it's sideways. I think the fact that Drinkwater's not playing this week probably makes it, you know, already there's a uh, a favour in Latrell's way. Um, Drinkwater, yeah, I'm a massive fan, but like you say, there's plenty of reasons to get excited about Latrell. Similarly priced, I think maybe even Latrell cheaper, like you say there. South's run, that's probably the only question. They've had a good run, they haven't capitalised. It's going to get very hard, very quick for South, so... Um, and Cowboys, the opposite of that. I think they have a a pretty fair run home. So uh, make up your mind there, but is it sideways? I'm going to say no. Blake's underscore brushworks. Good to have you back, Blakey. Um, Haven't seen you in these parts in a couple of weeks. Uh, He says, can you go without Paps? We've already answered it. I think the the answer is no. I guess that eight-minute window was reason enough to say that you can't go without Pappenhausen.
1: Yeah, it was. I think the only reason you could go without him is to try and just be different and hope that he doesn't do much but you know it's pretty hard to watch a game with paps in it when you're not owning him isn't it
2: to show you like we've already said there in our top sport futures to show you just how good pappenhausen is he's missed six weeks of footy they had some pretty uh, fair runs uh, fair games in that time he's still the favorite way home for top point scorer so it just shows you he's going to score tries he's going to kick goals still the favorite way home uh, $2.30, gamble responsibly. Jay underscore Theo says, what to do with Payne Haas? I think we've both uh, branded him with the sell.
1: Yeah, I, I think even when he comes back, his shoulder just hasn't been right all year, so I wouldn't be confident he'd play the rest of the year much at all.
2: Me either. Jack Murdoch says, here is Clemmer a safe to run home with. Uh, front row forward alongside IPAP and uh, Maxi King. Uh, he can't afford Tarpanay, so it's a safe run. He's safe, but doesn't have the ceiling like a Tarpanay does.
1: Yeah, pretty much spot on. I guess Joe Offer and Gally. He's the front row forward as well, is he? Joe Offer?
2: He's dual, Joe. Big Joe. You know, so, yeah, you could Joe look at train. him as well, maybe. You're getting on, maybe. <laughs> Get another boost. Uh, Jared94 uh, <laughs> says, uh, Adam Elliott, a holder or a sell? To be fair, I haven't looked at Adam Elliott a hell of a lot this year, so... I guess, given what's going on down there at the Raiders, maybe he's a sell. Oh,
1: I'd say sell only because Ricky put him on the bench the other day, and I never know what Ricky's going to do. And he's not playing this week either. So yeah, maybe maybe get rid of him.
2: Alex Brigo says thoughts on Zach Hosking and Jed Cartwright. Um, look, I'll talk about Cartwright because I actually looked at him today in terms of a cash out option. He's not quite rock bottom price he's not 175 you're paying 205 thousand dollars for him so consider that in terms of nothing you probably want a genuine non-playing at 175 to make worth of uh, everything that, you, that you've uh, banked earlier but in terms of zach hosking i couldn't comment i've never never seen him never heard of him
1: no uh, it's one of those players that he might not even be in the Supercoach game yet uh, i don't know um yeah, maybe Zach Hosting just because he probably won't play again. And if you have, like you said before, you might have that auto-emergency if Jed Cartwright gets on the bench and gets a 10 or something like that.
2: Just, yeah, with Souths, just have a look at the injuries that they've had as well. Um, we can read it. Here's um, who's out. They've got a couple of injuries. Hame Sele's out uh, with a hamstring for a couple of weeks. I think they've... They've, uh, they've got
1: uh, Arrow and Murray in origin, so that's how he's got it in the team. So he, probably will, he might just straight, be straight back out once origin's over. Yeah, okay.
2: Sure. Oh, of course, Liam Knight went down with an ACL in New South went, Wales Cup yeah, as well. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. So uh, he, could, he could hang around, but um, just a concern as well, looking at them purely for this week in terms of their bench makeup. They've got Michael Checam on the bench, who is traditionally, I guess, a, a back row centre utility, and uh, Davey Moali as well. So I don't know, there's just a, an odd balance there for South. So I wouldn't be bringing in Cartwright, uh, all things considered.
1: What a strange bench! Just quickly, Nickarima, Taff, Chekem and Moali—it's three very small players. It's it's two diminutive players. It's a, it's a strange bench.
2: Yeah, we'll talk trades for Tom Burgess in our draft league uh, once we hang up here. Rugby underscore league or rugby underscore league says, do you think Jed Cartwright drops out next week? I think we've just sort of touched on that. So we'd say yes. Uh, Carol Probably, Fox, yeah. yeah. Carol Fox says, IPAP and Maddo is picking up Sean Lane playing with fire, having all three back rowers from the Parramatta Eels.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting point. I'd like to know your opinion on it too. Do you sort of hate when you have too many players from the same team? Because I personally do. I feel like you're putting all your eggs in one basket Yeah. and the eels aren't very reliable.
2: Yeah, and like we saw last week, it only takes a bit of rain around and suddenly scores aren't as high. So if you can sort of divvy up, and I know we've had unseasonable rain really and once in a hundred year rain, rain bombs every second week in Sydney. Um, to answer your question, yes. Uh, unless it's the Penrith Panthers, which I think I've had six and seven of at different stages this year, I wouldn't be playing with three from the same team. What you get out of a, a IPAP, again, you could probably, again, he's probably the best of those, to be fair. Madison, you could probably get elsewhere in a Tarpane or better. Um, or our, our boy Big Joe. We're going to keep banging that Big Joe drum. Nolan Clark. Who should Campbell Graham go to? Uh, who's the best seven or six under 400K? So maybe playing some jewels here. Under 400k. Yeah, I I
1: found yeah I found this tough because I wanted to go from Campbell Graham to a back uh, CTW. I guess probably Isaiah Tass is definitely the standout for me. A lot of upside, low break even, left side for South. Uh, Beyond him, I think it's quite slim pickings out there.
2: Yeah, not much to look forward to there. In terms of the price, I think with centre wings, like by this time of year after Origin, you really want to have the guns, right? Like the cheapies have done their job, but like we saw with Grant Anderson last week, you don't need that twelve. You don't want that twelve heading into the final uh five, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it may be. So in terms of playing under four hundred K, I think it's almost better to just cash out with enough. Um and then put that money to to better use elsewhere in a different position. Uh, Last question here again from Nolan Clark. Should I trade Drinkwater to Pappenhausen? It's been a running theme the whole podcast. Pappenhausen for Drinkwater. Would you bring him in?
1: Yeah, I think it's a perfect trade. I did Edwards to Pappenhausen, probably similar story with Drinkwater. You know, Drinkwater's done a really good job this year. I think it's a great time to go to the best player and supercoach.
2: Time to go to Ryan Pappenhausen drop tools for PAPS. Uh, that's what we'll be doing, you and I both, and so to plenty of others. Round 17 podcast, Tommy. Uh, of course, four games to look forward to this week and Origin after that. So, big couple of weeks.
1: Yep, final short round of the year, then Origin, and then eight straight rounds of eight games. So, love this, Tommy.
2: Looking forward to all of that, of course. Don't go anywhere next week. We'll be back, same place, same time. We'll talk. Our round 18 trades in the run home. We might to dive a little bit deeper into all of that. Between now and then, though, find us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at SuperCoach365 here on YouTube as well. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, comment, and we'll get back to you. Enjoy your round 1740.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,